Hey, Bravo babes. Welcome to All Things Bravo. I'm Hannah. And I'm Kara. So let's get right into Real Housewives of Orange County. I like how uh, Gina sets up this big pink party flamingo Mm -hmm. and gets COVID and can't even go. Yeah, that's such a bummer. She still had the party, just wasn't there. Sick at home. It's a bummer for her. Yeah, she had Emily uh, throw that party. Mm -hmm. Ew. What? Wait, the one, I don't know why I can't think of her name. The one that adopted, like that one. Jennifer? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see they were having like taco night and the kids are like spooning cheese? Mm hmm. On their tacos, and I'm like, liquid cheese, and I'm trying so hard not to gag while watching them spoon Mm -hmm. this on there. See, my mouth is getting drooly now just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It was, I thought it was disgusting. Yeah? Yeah. You don't like liquid cheese? No. No, no, no. See, I like liquid cheese for, like, dipping my fries into it. Or for like nachos, but I don't really want liquid cheese on a taco. That's kind of gross. No, it looked like they were spooning Velveeta. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Like, okay, cheese fries. Got liquid cheese Mm -hmm. right there. It was Merck's, or if you get the good one. And like Portillo's has. I like whatever Portillo's has. I don't like the Merck's cheese. No, you don't? I thought that's what Portillo has. No. You sure? Positive. Mom, Mark's cheese, when you melt it, it's like a disgusting texture. It's kind of chunky, isn't it? Yeah, it's disgusting. You know, that's like the cheese that, you know, at, um, I can't remember what it's called. But no, Mark's cheese, when you melt it, it's nasty. It's chunky. I like like a smooth cheese, whatever Portillo's uses. But like putting on my taco, I like to put, you know, taco meat, like the shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. And have it just melt from the heat from, ugh, the liquid cheese was just gagging me. Okay, let's get off this subject. Okay. It's gross. You know, I felt like Tamara and Shannon's conversation was not productive at all. No. They got nowhere. No. Which I thought that um, Tamara said on Watch What Happens Live that her and Shannon, like, fix things between each other. But, like, How? After we see, like, their conversation at the restaurant, then we see how they are on the boat. Like, I don't know how they're friends now. I don't know either. They, like, won't listen to each other. Kind of like a Melissa and Teresa thing. Yeah. You know, Tamara just wants to blame, blame, blame. Mm-hmm. And Shannon's like, well, after... Which I kind of, you know, felt for Tamara because she said that she felt ghosted. hmm And... You know, she wasn't talking to her. So then somebody interviews her and that's when like the first bad thing came out. But like she said to Shannon, then you should have called me and asked me, why are you saying this instead of just blowing it off? Yeah. But then I don't know. I just feel like they both have their own sides that they believe is true. Yeah. And they just don't want to hear what the other one has to say. No. No. And, I don't know, Shannon, on the boat, she was being so rude. When Jennifer's trying to talk about how she adopted her son, and she's like, 
Is that John's son? Is that John? Is that John's son? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, okay, if somebody's telling you a story that, you know, it's not like a bullshit story, you know, like a, mm-hmm. oh, I saw whoever down the street the other day. Not yeah. that kind of a story, but like. She's uh, telling like a real like heartfelt story. Yes, thank you. Can't think this morning. There was so much on the boat, of, like people interrupting other people. Like first when um, Tamara and Emily are talking, they're having a nice conversation about the gym closing. And then Heather walks up and is like, is there a penthouse? Which is that what you call like the top part of the boat? I have no idea. Like I'm not a boat person. Me neither. But I've never, I've never heard that like. Is there a penthouse? I thought that was only like in buildings. <laughs> but then then we had Shannon interrupting Jennifer's story. Then when Tamara and Emily are talking again, here comes Heather again and she sits on them. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, 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 this is where I want to sit. Yeah. And then she kissed Tamara on the mouth, which I was like, how drunk is Heather? (laughs) And then, um, which did you see when she was sitting there with Taylor and Shannon and they go to take a shot? She took a sip, does her little lime and then just chucked the glass. I was like, what is she doing? (laughs) I don't know. She was very drunk. Yeah. But there was a lot of interrupting going on. And okay, when... Um, like right after Heather interrupts Tamara and Emily when they're talking about Shannon, why did Tamara all of a sudden just start yelling? Because Emily, not yeah, Emily was like, oh, well, did you say this? Did you try this? Did you do this to try and like make their friendship work? Mm-hmm. And Tamara's like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. And she's like, well, did you say, okay, well, I forgive you for this. And she didn't say anything. But I think that she just didn't like what Emily had to say. Yeah. Like, it was pissing her off. So she just, like, kind of lost yeah, she it. She just all of a sudden just started yelling. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could I could see Emily's, which is weird because they went from having a good conversation about, like, sorry, the gym closed. And that nice text that she sh- sent her to arguing about Shannon. Well, and it but it didn't seem like Emily was trying to argue with her. Like even when Tamara's sitting here yelling, Emily's still just talking to her. Right. That's why I was like, why does she like Emily's still talking to her? Like, why do we need to yell? Like, like because, calm down, tone it down. Yeah, but it was because she didn't like what she was hearing. And she just and again they like just started yelling over each other or talking over each other. Well, Tamara started yelling and Emily's still talking. Mm-hmm. See, and then Shannon gets aggressive again later on, yelling at Shannon. Yeah. What names did you just say? Did I say Emily? I don't know. I thought Is you it- said Shannon gets aggressive at Shannon. Oh, like- did I? I meant Tamara. <laughs> Tamara gets aggressive later on towards Shannon. Yeah. Which, did you notice um, in the trailer for next episode that it seems like like Tamara was drunk and like doesn't remember what she said? Oh, yeah. And then she ends up calling Shannon to apologize. Oh, that's nice. 
I see when I watched it, I watched it on Peacock, so I didn't get to see. Oh, for next episode? Yeah. Yeah, she, I can't remember who she calls, but, like, they tell her, like, how she was screaming and everything, and then she calls Shannon and is, like, crying and is like, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Well, at least she apologizes. Yeah. All right. So that's it for Orange County. What should we talk about next? Let's get into Atlanta. Okay. All right. So I want to know, like, why is Marlo still going on and on about this candy and her nephew being shot that happened two years ago? I don't know. And they, like, even... They've been friends for the past two years. Yeah. Which they even show us like they're friends, like, you know, they'll get into a little argument, whatever, here and there, but they're friends. So, like, I could see, I couldn't understand why Marla would be a little upset if she felt that her and Candy were such close friends. But it was two years ago. She should have done something about it two years ago. Even though they're saying now, like, her trauma of that whole thing is coming out now, well, why why are you going to suppress everything for two fucking years? Yeah, and you're just going to, for the past two years, you're going to act like everything between you and Candy is fine and dandy? Right. Did you see, okay, like, in the beginning of the show, they they showed, like, Candy and Marlo for, mm-hmm. since the beginning. Did you hear what Candy said? That, that Candy heard that Marlo had an old white sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they, they think, they think that that's how she got, got her, her money. money. And... Candy and Marlo asked Candy if she was a lesbian, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I think I don't understand. Like, how are you gonna like? It's not like they're just acquaintances and they don't see each other often. Like, they're friends. They film a show together. Like, if it upset you so much, why didn't you say something then? Why didn't you say something a year ago? Like, why? Why are we still harping on it two years later? Yeah. At that point, you just got to let it go. And it's not like Candy even really knew him. Yeah, he worked in her restaurant. I don't think she was at her restaurant like every day interacting with her employees. Mm -hmm. I think she has somebody that manages her restaurant. Yeah. And like she's like, oh, well, I'll find out if he worked for me. And which it turned out he did. But still... Like, she didn't really know. She had to find out. I'm sorry. I can name every employee that has worked for me. Yeah, but it's different. Right, because I work in my restaurant. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that own restaurants, and especially when you're somebody like Candy who owns several restaurants now. Right. You just have people that manage it. Right. They have managers. So I don't... She's not there at everyone. So how could you Mm -hmm. know everyone that's been there? You don't. I just happen to work... In mine, because mm-hmm. I'm not afforded that luxury of having a manager run it. But yeah, like I don't, I don't understand Marlo. Like I completely understand. She's like, oh, let me check if he worked for me. Finds out, yes. You know. Also, like I don't understand why she's so triggered by shooting the shoot. Well, there, like Atlanta has a lot of crime. I'm sure there's a lot of shootings every day. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess it's because her nephew worked in Candy's restaurant at one point. But 
it's not like he got shot and killed in the restaurant. And at that point, he wasn't even working there anymore. No. He he wasn't working there. He had worked there. Then. Yeah. Then, then he moved on. And then that's when he got shot and killed at his house. So I, I just... Roommate. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't know why she's still going on about this. And it's like, I get that, like... And it's not... But it's also, like, she's complaining to everybody about it. Mm-hmm. Like, her, like those people, the couple, her manager and whoever that she went out to dinner with, she's complaining to them about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, two years ago, honey, lay it to fucking rest. Yeah. You know, you know what I find kind of weird? is like, why is Sonia's sister... Like, so upset that Ross wants them to move out. Like, is it that shocking? That it's their house. And it's like you're all, wants to live his you're life. all grown adults at a certain point. Like, I mean, I get I'm sure it's, it's comfortable for them. Well, and I'm sure the sister likes it because I'm sure they don't really pay anything. But, like, are you really that surprised that, like, your sister's husband just wants it to be him, his wife, and their kid? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was just weird that she's getting all upset over it. Yeah. Oh, and then she wanted uh, Sonia to get something out of the refrigerator, macaroni and cheese, and she's like, mm-hmm. I can get that for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I notice is whenever they show Sonia with her family, her, like... Accent comes her, out? Yeah, it comes out real strong. And I'm like, wait, what is she saying? <laughs> like when she's with the group, I feel like I she I understand everything she says. And then she's at home and her accent comes out and I can't I can't understand what she's saying. I noticed that. And I, I was like, at first I'm like, oh, her family, they have an accent. Like all of them, mm-hmm. including her sister. I thought, you know, like they lived in I'm not sure where, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But she was uh, an Olympic runner or whatever, right? Yeah. But, like, so I thought maybe they, I don't know. I just didn't think, I thought it was weird because they all have accents, but she doesn't. I Like, mm-hmm. I didn't hear it. And then she's talking with, like, her family, and then her accent comes out. It's mm-hmm. just, like, is that a fake accent? No, I think it's real. I think it's because, so they're <laughs> from Jamaica. And... I think, which I don't know, I don't know, like, if Sonia lived there or for how long, but, like, you can hear, like, her mom has the accent, so I think it's and just... her dad, her sister does a little bit, but to... Re- well, I, I think it's just, like, you know, when she's talking to her mom, which, because I think she does have the accent, but when she's talking to other people, she tries to, like, you know, not have her accent be so strong, but then when she's at home and she's with her family, she just... yeah. Just when talks. Does she represent Jamaica or does she represent the United States? I think she represented America. Oh. It says that she's a retired Jamaican-American track and field athlete who competed internationally for the United States. Oh, okay. So maybe she has been here for a while and kind of lost mm-hmm. that accent. So she was born in Jamaica. You know, I kind of feel like it's probably like, you know, like the people who like they speak English, but then they go home and with their family, they speak another language. I think that just being around her, her family just yeah. like brings out the accent, especially when her mom has such a strong accent. Mm-hmm. So I think she lived in Jamaica until she was in high school. 
Oh, okay. Because it says that... Oh, so when she was 12, her family immigrated to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, so that she could attend an American high school, increasing her chances of obtaining an athletic scholarship to an American university. Oh, okay. So they moved here because of her running. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but her sister shouldn't be so butthurt about... No, like... He I- just wants to live his life with his family in his house and not with his in-laws. I mean, it's not like it's just one person. You have two families living in that house. Well, and Three families. The mom, her, the dad, mm-hmm. her sister, her sister's husband, her kids, and then Sonia and her kids and her husband. Yeah. Got a lot of people living in there. Mm-hmm. The house doesn't look that big. No, it doesn't. To fit all those people? Yeah. I, I could see why he wants them to move out. And then Kenya opening up her hair salons. Okay, you know what? I like Kenya, but you know what I'm getting real tired of hearing? Kenya more hair care. It's <laughs> driving me nuts every time she says it. I'm like, please stop. Please stop. The way she says it, I don't know. It just it irks me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Okay. When... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Well, her hair salon, for some reason, brought me back to a book I had read. Uh-huh. Where the lady who owned these hair salons was like a dominatrix. And I just pictured, you know, when you're reading and you imagine how, like, things are. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how her salon would be. And, like, Kenya with, like, the stairs going down the vaulted ceilings. That, that's how I imagine oh this God. lady's hair salon story. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anybody knows what kind of book, what book I'm talking about. I sure don't. <laughs> I read it, like, 500 times. Did you? Yeah. Oh. I got no clue. No clue? No clue. Okay. The only books that I know that you read are the James Patterson books. (laughs) And I don't think it's one of those. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. They made a movie on this book. Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Who? The lady... um, that started. Oh, wait, that Christian. got him into that? Yeah. Oh. She owned hair salons. Oh. See, I don't think they mentioned that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I did not know Sheree was a grandma. Yeah. Or a glamma, as she says. I think that's really dumb. Yeah. Mm hmm. Got a cute baby, though. Yeah. What else do we got? Um, okay, I really liked at the end when Marlo and Candy are fighting. And then Marlo says something about Candy crying. And Candy's like, "I'm yeah, I'm going to start crying because I, I can't choke you out, bitch. <laughs> I love Candy. I thought that was funny. She wasn't crying, though. No, she? she No, she wasn't. That's a wise moment. But I don't know. Marla said something about her, like, she's going to cry. 
And then Candy's like, yeah, I'm going to cry because I can't choke you out, bitch. I just loved how she's like bopping her head around and her wings going like mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it was those tight curls and was just bouncing around it was moving with, her. with her. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. Okay. You know what I thought? It was so weird. Is that Drew keeps using the excuse that she said incident because she's from Chicago and they don't say shooting, which, okay, we're, we're like from near Chicago. I've never heard that, but maybe it's because we didn't live in the city, but it seems weird to me. No, they always said shooting. Well, she said that... I know on the news, uh, all the news people say shooting. <laughs> she says it helps, like... Which I didn't quite get why she said she uses the word incident over shooting, because it did not just... It didn't make sense to it me. It was, like, something along the lines of, like, because then, like, if you use the word shooting, it's just, like, making it okay. Right. I don't get that. I, I don't get that at all. I think she's just trying to come up with some excuse... For using the word incident, which she should have just said. I personally didn't want to say shooting. So I said incident. If you don't like that I said incident, well, I don't have to tell you. Right. That's just the word I chose to use. I think she's just trying to make up this excuse because she's the only one in the group that's from Chicago. So, like, hopefully they'll believe her because it's not like they know. But I thought it was funny. They all were like, "Mm, I don't know. I mean, okay, Chicago's got a lot of shit going on, but then again, so does Atlanta. hmm So, I mean, they're kind of like right there with each other. Yeah. Glad I moved away from that cesspool. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why. Which I don't know why it's such an issue for Marlo that she's had an incident instead of shooting. Think- which, like, Marlo keeps saying that she feels like people go lighter on candy. You know, so instead of saying there's a shooting at your restaurant, so there's an incident. But we've already seen the headlines. They've shown us that there was a shooting at her restaurant. The producer brought it up. You see her, I think it was her cousin, sitting there with his arm in the sling. Right. So, like, um, Drew is still bringing the situation up on camera. So just because she used incident instead of shooting... Like, why does that really matter? Because we already know that the incident she's talking about is the shooting. Right. It's just annoying. Like, I think that people going easy on Candy would be Drew not even bringing it up. I don't get why the wording really matters so much to Marlo. Because she's a nut? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, banging on Kenya's door saying, Summer! Summer's here! (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Anything else for Atlanta? No. Let's get into New Jersey now. Ugh. New Jersey. I fucking hate Louie. He is like... A nutbag. Yeah. A fucking liar. Mm-hmm. Big time liar. Flat out liar. Yes. Um, His reasoning behind the no-no pajamas did not make sense to me at all. No. He's saying that he just wore a pair of sweatpants. So, like, why are you being like, I I wear your father's pajamas at night to make your nieces feel safe? You wore a pair of his sweatpants. 
And how did that look on him, considering Nono was short? And Louis seems fairly tall. Yeah. Like, they they, they were like capris. joggers. Or They're capris. capris. Yeah, I um, maybe Nono liked to wear some oversized sweatpants. I don't know. I don't know. But... Maybe Louis likes capris. Maybe he wears them. He wears capris while he does yoga. Maybe. <laughs> Flippin' loser. <laughs> oh, and but my favorite line of the whole thing was gaslighting bitch. Teresa, Teresa, <laughs> Teresa calling Melissa a gaslighting bitch. You gaslighting bitch. And I was just like busted out laughing. I'm like, she hasn't gaslit you. No. Like, she hasn't said shit. You're the one that's blaming everything on mm-hmm. them. It's really annoying how she keeps, like... Teresa's just stupid. Sorry to interrupt you, but she's just <laughs> stupid. How does she even... Does she even know what gaslighting means? Probably I doubt not. She, right. <laughs> yeah. I doubt she knows. Yeah. I find it really annoying how she keeps, like... <laughs> God, I wanted to... Like, her and those hands chop those nails off. Yeah. I find it, like, really... Like, it's so dumb how she keeps saying that, like, when she got out of jail, that, like... They never invited her out anywhere, which we already established in one of the previous reunions. Like, they show a photo of her out to dinner with them. Then when Joe's saying, everything was great when you got out of prison, like, we talked every day, I called you all the time. And then she's like, well, we were filming, that's why. Like, and she just comes up with these stupid excuses for everything that, like, don't make sense. Like when Margaret says that Louis called her son at, at his place of work and she's like, no, that's just the, that's just the housewife phone calling hack. No, no, I, I don't think so. You're like a fucking liar and you're just trying to make up excuses to make everybody else look bad and make you look good. Right. Well, she doesn't look good. Nope, she just. And it's really annoying me how she keeps talking over everybody. Because then, like, when her and Melissa are, like, they're, like, talking at the same fucking time. But, yeah, it's just so annoying how, like, she keeps talking at the same time as everybody, and I can't understand, like, what is going on. No. Because I can't fucking hear. And I think she does that so that she looks like she's putting up a good argument and a good fight, but she's really not. She's Mm -mm. just talking gibberish. Yeah. And you know what I found to be pretty interesting is the way that Dolores... Just immediately shuts down the Frank Jr. situation with Louie. And is like, no, we're not going to bring my son into this. Like, but, okay, I get being like, I don't want to bring my son into this. I get that. But then the way that she's like, Louie gave him a job. They have a great relationship. I'm really thankful or grateful to Louie for hiring him. And I'm like, what's she so far up his ass for, huh? Yeah, I know. What did Bo Deedle they, find out about you? Well, when they, if you like, if you happen to watch it again, but if you look at it as Dolores, as when they first bring up Frankie, Louis, like, he, like, kind of sits back a little bit more, rolls his eyes, and then gets this, like, demeanor on him. His stupid little squinted eye face. Yes. And then mm-hmm. that's when Dolores, like, shut it down, and then he was like, fine. hmm But I hate, 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 and Joe brought this up as that he'll, Louie will be like, yeah, it's fine. We're good. We're good. 
And then he's like, better watch yourself. You know, yeah. he like says, okay, like we're fine. Then better watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause he wants to remind you again that he has information on you. Well, it sure did look like Fuda had information on him. That big ass packet. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't understand how Louis can sit there and say, we have video footage of him saying Bo Deedle has, or Bo Deedle knows shit about everybody in this room. Then he tells Andy, oh, I just, I just miss. Spoke. Yeah, I misspoke. Okay, but then we see you the very next day saying, yeah, Bo Deedle brought me information on everybody in this group. So you, you lied again about Bo Deedle? No, you didn't. You're telling the truth. You've seen how everyone's reacting to the private investigator thing. You saw how it played out in the last episode, and you're like, you know what? I don't like that look, so uh, sorry, I misspoke. Right. No. And then it's like people are being contacted by people that work for Bo Deedle. And then stupid fucking Teresa is sitting here like, proof. I need proof. I don't go off of, you know... Whatever, except for proof. Okay, well, apparently, Jaden's birth mom is in prison. So John says that, you know, you can't just contact anybody in prison. So they trace the number back to a guy who works for Bo Deedle. And then he's like, we'll take that up with Bo Deedle. Why is Bo Deedle going to be looking into Jaden's birth mom? For no reason at all. Like, hello, Teresa, there's proof. Right. Well, even calling Margaret's, um... There's proof. It's his phone number. But she just, she just blames it on the housewife hack. And you know what? I think she keeps sitting there saying, proof, proof, proof. Because Louis stated that Bo Deedle is a very good friend. So I think Bo Deedle was just doing his friend a favor. So there's no proof, there's no money exchange, or if there was, it was cash, but there's nothing proving that Louis had him look into people. Right. That doesn't mean that he didn't have Bo to look into them. No. And then when John says, well, like an eye for an eye, I did the same thing, that packet looked very thick. And I think that's why at the end, Louis went up to them to like, apologize or whatever because he was like look how thick that packet is uh-huh and i think louis got shit to hide oh yeah but at least john didn't just like cave and be like okay yeah he was like admit to what you did and we can move past it and until you admit it we're not moving past he it because he never will and then and then you're gonna sit here and say that you didn't hire bo deedle but he's such a great friend and he sent you a security guard. <laughs> like, of course, there's a security guard in Bo Deedle sent him. But, like, Teresa's like, oh, yeah, because of the person that's, like, threatening us or whatever, Margaret was talking to. And his ex-girlfriend, I guess, is a therapist for narcissistic people or something like that. Mm -hmm. Why is Margaret going to go... 
see a therapist and then feed her information about Louie? Well, supposedly his ex, like, tried to, I don't know if it was, like, a restraining order or something against him. Because he kept calling and harassing her. Yeah. Well, then Margaret was in contact with her, I guess. And, but, like, Louis and Teresa are trying to claim that the ex is just crazy. And that she's the one that harassed Louis. (laughs) But in order to get a restraining order, you have to have proof of this. You know, so I'm sure she has proof of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I still did not get any clarity on the pizza oven situation. Okay. I'm still kind of confused. Okay. So Joe calls Louie and says, hey, I have an idea to help my sister, um, <clears throat> like profit for her, Teresa or whatever. Louis says, okay. So then he sits down with Joe and Joe's nephew, and he says that he cut a check for $125,000. That was the last that, to to get these ovens. Mm -hmm. That was the last that Joe said that he heard from Louis. Like three three weeks goes by, he calls Louis, hey, what's going on? Louis's like, sorry, I haven't been able to get a hold of you, blah, 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 or I haven't had time to get a hold of you, blah, blah, blah. Then the next thing he knows, he hears from his nephew about how they did a photo shoot mm-hmm. and didn't involve him. Mm-hmm. Now, they were saying before that they wanted Louis to put in all this money and Joe put in nothing, which isn't true because Joe said... You know, we never even talked money. I wanted to talk money because I'd be more than happy to put in half or mm-hmm. whatever. So, so Louis just stole his idea. Yes, Louis. And then they're trying to spin the narrative to make Joe look bad. Right. Like they always do. Right. Like when they were talking about like Dina and her husband, mm-hmm. the fight or whatever, and Joe's like, well, I'm friends with him. He called me. This is what happened. But then Louis's like, yeah, that's why you're being sued for $200,000. He's like, where's the lawsuit? Mm-hmm. Because he mentioned Dina's husband's, Dina's husband's name on TV. Mm-hmm. And he's suing you. Like, Louis has to throw a lawsuit into everything. Because you notice they're bitching about, like, I don't know what they were bitching about, but then Louis's like... What about the million dollars in fines you got last month on your building? Mm-hmm. But he always has to throw money into it. He, mm-hmm. That hundred dollar well, fine. I feel like he's always trying to make everybody else look bad because he he already looks bad, so he's trying to bring everyone down to his level. Well, then even like so, they bring up about like Teresa saying that Joe went to the to the FBI, and Frank was his lawyer at that time. Your dad, your dad picks up his head. And he's like. He was a lawyer. I yeah, okay. Frank was a lawyer. I didn't know because I've heard you know like I haven't watched all of the seasons. So like you know like I heard that like you know didn't he build that house that Dolores was like living in? Yes. And then he like built um David's house. Yes. So I thought he was like in construction. Then he says like to Joe, "Do you like release attorney-client privilege?" And I'm like, "What's he doing?" Like yeah, he was a lawyer. Yeah, I was like, "What?" I think he was disbarred. Was he? Yeah. Hmm. I think I read that. But I'm gonna anyway. have to look into that. But I did not know that Frank was a lawyer. Yeah, Frank was a lawyer, and he said that Joe didn't even show up. No, no, to the feds. 
Which oh. then that kind of shut down Teresa. Mm-hmm. Teresa's just trying to make everyone else look bad. And, you know, I thought it was so sad how, like, you know, she's saying that she doesn't want to see Joe and Melissa ever again. And then Joe's like, that's fine. You go your way. I'll go my way. But if something happens to you tomorrow, I'll be there by your side. And she's like, no, no. And then she's like, you need to honor me when I'm alive, not when I'm dead. Well, he didn't say, like, he'll be by your side when you're dead. He said if something big happens, whether she's about to die or not, he'll be by her side. Right, so if you get into a car accident, I'll be there. That could even be, like, she gets into a car accident and breaks her leg. Right. I'm sure he would hear a car accident and he'll be there by her side. Like, she doesn't have to be dying. See, I don't think, like, before, you know, like, Teresa would bring up good statements about Melissa and Joe... But most of it, it's Teresa. You know, it's like she's blaming it on them, but some points she has are kind of true. But then everything that Melissa and Joe have are like 100%. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know if it's Louie in her head. I think Louie has a lot to do with it. Because like Joe said, when when um, Melissa, I mean, not Melissa, Teresa got out of jail that everything was fine. She was humble. Like, they were talking every day. They were hanging out, which Teresa now says he only called her because they were filming and they didn't hang out with her. But then it was like Louis showed up and then things changed. Right. So I think it has a lot to do with Louis. Well, even Frank said that, that mm-hmm. there's never been an issue. Until Louis showed up. Right. Yeah. Uh, even though there were issues between Joe and Joe, uh-huh. it never came down to anything like this, like what's going on with Louie. Yeah. I hope that, that next season they kick Teresa off. I don't know if they would. I don't know either, but I just hope that they do because she annoys me. Louie. See, and I believe the fact that what Melissa has said before about him wanting to be like on a TV show, mm-hmm. like he was trying to date the Real Housewives I think of Miami. It was like Alexia, yeah. And then Melissa, and then he was trying to, or Teresa, and then he was trying to get like on their girls' trip, mm-hmm. telling Joe. I think it's him. He's trying to make big drama to make himself look good, mm-hmm. and he's not. He's making himself look like shit. He is. He's not helping his case at all. All right. Well, that's a wrap to that season. Yep. I wonder if they're going to take a break. They are. They're, instead of filming in the summertime, they're going to pick back up, I think they said, in, like, November. So we will have to wait a little while, but we'll see what happens when they pick filming back up. Man, everyone's changing their schedules. Housewife or... We have to wait until, like, November... For Beverly Hills. I know. Like, they changed their schedule. They finished thing. Does editing take that long? We really got to wait till November. Well, they probably want to... Pro- I said probably weird. They probably <laughs> want to wait till, like, Atlanta's done. Orange County, New York. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into Vanderpump. Our last and final episode, The Secrets Revealed. There's one big secret. That I did not know happened. What? That Lisa was thrown off her horse and broke her leg in four places and shattered it. 
Oh, you, you didn't know that? No. Oh. Yeah, how much I'm on the social media. <laughs> and Ariana yeah. likes it in the butt. Yeah, I think I could have lived without that information. <laughs> didn't need to know that. No. Did not at all. Not but, at all. Um, you know what I thought was insane? Okay, so supposedly the first time Tom and Raquel hooked up was after boys' night outside the ho- the house in Raquel's car, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think it's been going on for longer than that. But then we see the very next day Raquel comes over with flowers. And then did you see the way that her and Tom hugged? Mm-hmm. And he's like... Said something about how, like, he barely recognizes her these days, or I don't know, she looks different or something. Yeah, did you see the way he was looking at her when she was talking with, like, this weird, like, half smile uh-huh. and just... Okay, you know what I thought was pretty interesting was, okay, so, if the timeline is correct that the first time they hooked up was Boys' Night, then her making out with Oliver would have been prior to her and Tom hooking up. But you see the way that Tom is, like, smiling when she's talking about making out with Oliver? I was like, I think that this has been going on for longer. Maybe since Coachella when he told her that him and Ariana were supposedly in an open relationship. And that the Oliver thing was a cover-up. And he's looking at her smiling because he's like, you're doing a great job. Like, you're totally, like... Like, no one would ever suspect that we've hooked up when you're just talking about how you made out with Oliver. Like, she's going along with the plan. Right. Oh, he totally manipulated her. Mm-hmm. Made her plan. Yeah. And you know what's pretty funny, too, is how Sandoval was sitting here saying how horrible their relationship was. Like, whatever. We saw them on that date together where they looked like they are having so much fun. Tom repeatedly is telling Ariana how hot she looks. They kissed, like, so I'm like, your relationship looked pretty fine to me. Right. Didn't look like you need to go running to Raquel. No. He's such a liar. And, you know, it was really sad Um, at the end of their date to sit there and watch Ariana, like, defend Raquel so much. Saying that, like, it would, it like, it would be, like, impossible for her to, like, not like Raquel. And then they're talking about how, like. You know, like, Lala wouldn't trust her around her man. And she's like, well, clearly she doesn't have, like, a family friendship like we do. And I'm like, oh, Ariana, if only you knew. Right. It's just so sad to watch her, like, stick up for Raquel so hard and be like, Raquel would never do anything like that. We're just such a close friend group. And there she was, fucking your man. See, I don't... I don't get how Raquel, Rachel, could just sit there and do that. And do that to her. Because she's, like, mentally not all there. Yeah, I guess so. That has to be the only way. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that girl that Schwartz went on the date with? I thought it was kind of weird because I was like, she looks like she's, like, 18. Isn't Schwartz, like, 40? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just seemed a little weird to me. She looked like she would watch Vanderpump. Like, she's probably on Hinge, and she's like, oh, my God, Tom Schwartz. Probably. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. But there wasn't there wasn't that there much wasn't too much to reveal except for how Tom and Raquel like played everything off. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. They played everybody. Yeah. But there was nothing that shocking in that episode. No. Nope. So I think that's it. All right, loves. Have a good week. See you next week. See you next Tuesday. Follow us on Instagram. At all things Bravo Pod. All right, bye guys. See ya.